to Drinking Bros, presented by StrikeForceEnergy.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. Welcome to the Ross Patterson Revolution! Welcome to Ross Patterson Revolution. Boy, oh boy, what a fucking fight last night. Uh, man. I can't believe it. I, I truly can't believe it. Um, McGregor was way more than I thought he would be. Um, I, I'm, and I'm not going to touch on it too much uh, because we're, we're doing it on another show. But um, uh, it was inspirational what he did. Uh, I, I did not think that he could ever in a million years go 10 rounds and stay competitive against arguably one of the greatest Boxers of all time, uh, certainly the greatest boxer of of this generation, and uh, that was a treat, man. He was he gave it his all. God damn it! Uh, and he's gonna he's gonna become a cult hero after this. Whatever he does after this, uh, he's gonna be bigger than ever. So, uh, McGregor, you know how much I love you, bud, and uh, you did it. You you did us proud. That was a that was a fun time. Uh, tonight we're going to do something different. Jables isn't on the show tonight. Uh, I, I've decided um, that I, I really wanted to talk to some first responders out there. Uh, and, and I wanted to call you guys and just ask you your craziest stories. Um, because I'm, I'm sure uh, you guys have, have seen it all and seen some really, really fucked up shit. And um, I know a lot of you guys listen to podcasts a lot. Because you're always, uh, you know, in vehicles, and uh, that's what it's what you do for a living. So uh, I, I thought it'd be a fun time, and uh, so what we're gonna do is, is do some sponsors, and I'm gonna start calling people. Uh, first up is, uh, come on, you know, you know, it's straightrazors.com. Uh, straightrazors.com is the finest shave in the biz. Um, look, if you want some baby, baby, baby. Smooth skin like myself. Uh, that's dude. I'm using a straight razor. Like it, it always looks like it just like freshly shaved. And then like in like in the other instances, if you follow me on on Instagram at st james st james, which is literally some crazy shit on there. Um, if you follow me there, you'll be like, oh fuck, you finally have stubble, and it's like three days later. It's because he's a fucking straight razor. Things are amazing. Uh, they've also got the number one ranked aftershave in the world, um, and the number one sh- ranked cologne. Um, and they're called Smolder. Whatever that is, it's it's the greatest goddamn gift to man. So uh, if you want a classy, like upscale, nice shaving kit uh, for yourself or for a gift for somebody else, go to straightrazors.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Again, go to straightrazors.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Support the show. Next up, we got strikeforceenergy.com. Uh, Strikeforce Energy is about to take over the planet. Um, if you're in the Virginia Beach area, uh, they should be in 7-Elevens by now up there um, before they go go nationwide. But uh, go to the website first. Go to go to StrikeforceEnergy.com. 
Type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off, and you're, you're going to get a tasty, tiny little tin pouch. You're going to rip that open. You're going to put it in every single liquid you have. Um, one, it tastes amazing, and they got different flavors like grape and uh, orange. Grape is my favorite. Uh, make America grape again. And, uh, and go grab yourself some. They get a subscription of the month club, which is what I have simply because I'm a fucking junkie. I drink it before I go to the gym every day. And uh, right around that, that afternoon crash, uh, around the 2 p.m. areas where I, where I find myself strike forcing up every day. Uh, go to strikeforceenergy.com. Get yourself a subscription. Um, again, the promo code is REVOLUTION for 20% off. They also ship everywhere in the entire world. And they get a 750 milliliter bottle that you can just boom, boom, pop a couple squirts in. It sits on your counter. And you can just pop some squirts in and, and bounce on the day. Uh, highly recommend strikeforceenergy.com. Uh, last but not least, we've got the greatest novel ever written in the history of the universe i'm talking about at night she cries while he rides his steed the first ever romance novel for dudes uh truthfully it's just a really fucking funny book man it takes place in uh, the gold rush era the first one right in the sequel to it now uh which will be out next year early next year um i'm gonna say maybe spring or summer uh i have to double double check with folks but uh god damn it, it's the funniest book ever and uh, if you if you look, if you don't fucking read, go to Audible. It's, it's available on audible.com. It's one of the high, top 10 highest rated books on audible.com. I know I leaked it on the show. Uh, it lasted a few days and uh, before the Simon and Schuster ripped it. But fuck them. Uh, it's available in bookstores everywhere, but I just go to amazon.com and buy it. Uh, I know it's sold out a lot of places. Um, and it's great. It's, it's like fucking Blazing Saddles and shit. Uh, McGregor. Uh, all right, let's let's get into this. Let's hop into this. I'm gonna start calling people. Um, this should be a really fucking interesting show. Um, <laughs> here we go. Hello. Hi, is this uh, Dave Smith? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh this is Ross Patterson, man. How are you? I'm doing real good, Ross. How about yourself? Uh man, I'm fantastic. Uh dude, so we're we're doing a show on first responders here on Ross Patterson Revolution. And uh I, I just wanted to call call people and see what what their craziest call was. Uh first first of all, what, what do you do, David? I'm a canine handler with a uh, smaller agency in Central Florida. Okay. Uh, and what, what's your craziest call? Well, let's see. There's quite a bit to pick from, but the one that springs to mind that makes people laugh the most is I saw a couple people walking down the road. Looked like they were not of the same socioeconomic caste as the neighboring area. Sure. And... Uh, we have a very nice neighborhood, and then we have a methamphetamine neighborhood that kind of backs right up to it that's in the county, and I'm a city boy. All right. So I waited for them to walk into the city from the county area, and, you know, typical Polk County people heading to the uh, gas station. They're slipping on their uh, sliders as they head up to the gas station. One of them is a bigger girl wearing a moo. Another one is a scrawny little white guy that uh, had the transition glasses that looked just straight broke, so they were just sunglasses at like 1 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And then an older woman with them. Okay. 
So after they leave the store, I wait for them to head in front of the nice neighborhood so it's a little bit suspicious, and I hop out and talk to them. Do a pat down real quick for safety. Everything's consensual. They don't seem to be too bothered by it. And they didn't have any drugs immediately on them. So then I do the scumbag test. If you're friends with five scumbags, you may be a scumbag. <laughs> you know, hey, you know, you know Billy Bob? Yeah, Billy Bob's trailer burned down last week. Well, you know, Billy Bob's trailer burned down because he was probably cooking meth in it. Right, right, right. So while we're talking, all of a sudden the uh, girl wearing the, the moo moo. Starts screaming, and I'm alone, by the way. Didn't really think that it warranted any other people at that time. The woman just looks straight at me in his dark road and everything by myself. Screams, ah, the squirrel's biting my titty. Now, at that point, I jumped back because I was a little bit alarmed that, you know, maybe that was code for jump on the police. Right, right, right. So I'm looking around expecting an ambush of some form. And, you know, I was like, lady, what, what are you talking about? And I'm calling for additional units. And she reaches elbow deep down into her own cleavage. And she produces a small baby squirrel. Now, this isn't the Discovery Channel. Baby squirrels are not nice animals. They are not cute. You know, they, yeah, it's yeah. not what, a kitten. What, was, she, was she trying to keep it as a pet? Yeah. Yeah. She pulled it out after... After a pat down, she reached elbow deep into her own cleavage and she produced a living animal that I had missed on a pat down. And she thrust this thing into my face and she said, Look, it's a baby squirrel. I go, Lady, get that rat out of my face. She said, Nah, it's a squirrel. Just pet it. And it, I mean, that was that was the end of that encounter right there. No All right, folks, you have, a, you have a nice day. Way. Buddy, it didn't even strike me as like out of the normal. Until I'm sitting in briefing the next morning, I'm going, you all ain't going to believe this shit that went down. <laughs> no. For a ba so she had a baby squirrel on her, inside her, in, on her hidden, person. Hidden in, a, uh, hidden in a, a recess or a flab or a roll. Oh, it was in there. God. <laughs> Did and we've been talking for five, six minutes about her, Frank, her cranker neighbors. And so, so no movement from the squirrel whatsoever. Like, like no, no, it just, I guess he got hungry. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> These I, people I, weren't even wearing shoes. I wonder where... Yeah, they never are. And that's the beauty of it. Like, when Britney Spears lost her mind and shaved her head, all, every picture you saw was her walking out of a gas station bathroom without shoes on. You were like, oh, <laughs> she's fucked. Like, she's she's fucked now. Um, she, but, but She's the, probably from Central Florida, yeah, deep down. <laughs> well, I, she's from Louisiana, deep down, so uh, cl <laughs> close enough. But, man, I... I there's so many quite like i wonder what that squirrel smelled like you know no i you know i've got brain damage so i've got no sense of smell that's a that's a blessing right there so. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit well dude I, I appreciate you letting me call you tonight no problem and uh, and being on the show that's a great one you're the first call tonight you're the first call so this is it's gonna be a good show tonight yeah, where can I find this so I can? Uh, where can I find this so I can see it? Is it going to be like yeah, a yeah, podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be Ross Patterson Re Revolution podcast. It'll be up uh, tomorrow morning, actually, uh, or actually tonight around midnight. iTunes. We're available on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, any any fucking podcast app you have. What kind of phone do you have? Uh, I'm running a Galaxy right now. Yeah. Uh, so there, there's an app called Podcast Addict. Um, for Gal okay. yeah, for Galaxy, and uh, it's free. You just uh, type in Ross Patterson Revolution, subscribe, and then uh, th this episode will be out uh, tonight around midnight.
Sweet. You should do this like weekly, monthly, whatever you think, man. You know, it's, it's funny you say I've that. I've got a big bag to dig in. Dude, it's funny <laughs> you say that. If this goes well tonight, then uh, we might have to make this a regular occurrence. I, I would certainly hope so. I, Like I said, that's just the top one off my head. I, another good one, man, is uh, things you never thought you'd tell a trainee. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that'll open a door. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, dude, on another show, we'll we'll really dive deep into this treasure trove you have. All right. All nice right. talking to you, man. You too, buddy. Thanks for being on. All right. Bye. Hey, is this Alden Mumford? Yes, sir, it is. Is this Ross Patterson? It is. How are we doing, bud? Dude, I'm awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm just sitting down with a glass of whiskey. Uh, I was actually hoping you would call. <laughs> we're, we're in the game, my man. We're in the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, so so let, let's start off by what do you do? Well, I was, uh, I've was i been a, a volunteer fireman for eight years. Um Worked for two departments, and I've been on a number of calls, two of which really stood out in my mind in the uh, question that you asked earlier. Okay. Uh, Fire away. What what do you got for me? What's your craziest call? Well, my first craziest call would be, uh, so these two guys broke into a business to uh, break into the safe in the back, and the back of the safe had a bunch of uh, the owner's fireworks in it. Okay. And they opened it with a torch, and uh, well, you can imagine how that ended up for them, but we responded. And uh, yeah, thought it was yeah, thought it was one guy. <laughs> Turns out it wasn't one guy. It was two guys. Spent the whole night trying to find them, and uh, yeah, they were in uh, little bitty pieces all over the building. It was uh, it was an interesting evening to spend. You're kidding. So so b- no. both of them, both of them. Yeah, we we thought it was one guy until we found a second left arm. No way. They both got blown up by fireworks. Yeah, there was about five pounds of fireworks in the safe, and they cut it open with an acetylene torch, and uh, and uh, it lit them up. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, oh yeah, you are you are you are the winner tonight, Alden. Uh, really? <laughs> no, no, I, I'm on I'm on call. This is the, the second call I've made, and uh, uh, it's <laughs> the first guy said he pulled a, a live squirrel out of out of a, an overweight woman's chest. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> yeah, but look, you, I, you just like took the ca- like, holy shit! Uh, I mean, <laughs> blowing up, blowing up <laughs> a safe with fireworks in it. Yeah, and- yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting night. That was definitely an interesting night that night. Wow, that's amazing. Um, who cleans that up afterwards? By the way, oh, it was uh, it was the guys on the ambulance, uh, the chief at the time, and uh, I was there. And we were picking up pieces and parts with a medical examiner. And then I think, you know, like an industrial cleaning company comes in and mops up the rest. Jesus. That's crazy. Because uh, you always wonder, after something like that, who does the cleanup work after that? And uh, I, I know, right? I, you're, looking at the, you're looking at the whole scene going, well, Jesus, I'm not scrubbing the damn floor. Yeah, Holy yeah, shit. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Alden, I appreciate you being on the show. Uh, hey, no problem, man. No problem. S- stay safe out there, and uh, yeah, this will this will be up late tonight uh, on Ross Patterson Revolution. I appreciate you doing it, man. 
Hey, no problem. Thank you very much, boss. It's good to hear from you. All right. Have a great night, Alden. Hey, you too, Mike. Bye, buddy. Hello. Hey, man. It's Ross Patterson. Hey. How what's, you doing? What's up, dude? Not much, bud. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to say your name in case you're still working. Okay. Yeah, I am. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So I'm not. I'm not going to say your name. Uh, I, I heard you got a crazy story um, for us. This is our first responders episode. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. <laughs> All right. F- <laughs> f- fire away. All right. Uh, well, part of what I do um, up here is I'm on a a task force. And it's a bunch of different officers from uh, different agencies, and we we pretty much what we do is go looking out for, you know, some of the most violent, dangerous people. But on this occasion, we were helping out uh, the postal inspector um, who was working on a dope case of uh, a dealer sending large amounts of narcotics through the mail. Um, so we were in an apartment in the uh, in a suburb of near the big city where I where I work at. Uh, and, cool, um, cool. Can, can we tell what you do? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, police officer or what else do you want to know about? That's great. That? No, 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 that's okay. great. Uh, right. yeah, yeah. Cause we've had, we've had, uh, uh, a fire, it was a fireman on before you. So yeah, just for the audience. Okay, great. You're a police officer. Um, in, in, in this call, you get this call. Yeah. Yeah. So our task force, um, we got this apartment and we're looking for this narcotics dealer and, uh, perimeter set up and they, we knock on the door, announce our presence, and we can see him that he's peeking out the uh, back window. So we know he's there. He won't come to the door. So eventually we breach the door. We ram it open, and uh, we find him right there in the living room and uh, take him into custody, pull him off to the side. And uh, me and, a, and another guy um, who is also a veteran, he was, he was a ranger. I was in the Marine Corps. We're holding long cover down the hallway, uh, and we see this girl in the back bedroom, and she's walking back back and forth, back and forth. Well, you know, we need her to come out and we order her down the hallway to tell her to keep her hands where we can see him. And, uh, she's walking funny and she's like holding one hand over her crotch. Uh, we clear the rest of the apartment. We find that he tried to fl- flush some dope down the toilet in the back bedroom, find Lawrence and March cash. So it turned out to be a pretty good hit. Um, we turn our attention back to her because of the way she was walking funny. And right away, we both assumed that she was probably holding dope in her crotch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we pulled her aside. We separated from him, her from him. And uh, me and this other guy who was a ranger, we uh, we asked her, we're like, um, did you stuff dope? I mean, we're just concerned about your health at this point. You know, if the, the narcotics that we found in the toilet were ecstasy, if that stuff... If the baggie broke and that's up in you, you're going to have some problems. We need to get you to a hospital like now. Right. Um, she said no. She denied it. Um, we asked her if she was, you know, if it was, if it was that time of the month. Um, you know, was she having any other medical issues? And she told us no. So, you know, we, we got down to her like, well, well, what is it? Because at this point, we're still convinced, like, she's holding dope and she just doesn't want to say. Sure. Um, well, she tells us, she goes, uh, I just had a miscarriage. And we were like, okay. And she's like, if you don't believe me, it's on the counter in the bathroom. What? So, yeah. She said, it's on the counter in the bathroom. And I looked at the guy I was working with at the time, and he looked at me. 
and it was both like the same time like well i guess we gotta go see this oh fuck (laughs) so we go down the hallway um you know well yeah before that she goes she's got a head of miscarriage it's it's back there on the counter and uh you know we were gonna bury it this morning but you guys showed up so and we decide hey we we gotta go see if this is if this is legit yeah 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 we get in the bathroom and it was like one of those moments where we look there's there's a washcloth on the counter and she said it was under the washcloth and i i look at the guy I'm working with, and he looks at me, and we look down at the washcloth again. And I look at him, and he looks at me, and it gets to the point where we're like, well, we're here. Fuck it. We got to see. So we lift it up, and sure as shit, there it was, right underneath the washcloth. Holy shit. So, so, so like, how like how big was the... It was... The only way I can describe it, it was like a circular disc, like if you took a beat and smashed it down really it was yeah that's what it looked like fuck and we were both like that is a new one we've both seen a lot of stuff during our career but that that was brand new (laughs) gosh and what do you do what do you do at that point uh we kind of just held it down see if she needed any medical attention and you know collected evidence and turned the scene over uh to the city where it was at but uh, yeah, that was just—that's an insane story. Uh, hey, well, yeah. w- w- one more question that I got for you because I've—I've always wondered this: uh, when you're when you're on these like dope busts and shit like that, and you find a ton of cash like that, how hard right. is it to not just take the cash because it's sitting there? Like, and you know it's drug dealer money. I always thought if it was if it was me and, and I was in that position, I just I'd look at my partner and be like, "Hey, man, we're we're taking some of this shit." You know, you would think that, but when you're there, it's uh, it's really easy not to take it. It's really? A, yeah, it's a part of for me at least, and for the guys that I work with. Sure, sure, it's, yeah. It's it's a part of the job, and uh, I'm not going to embarrass my family like that because I've seen it in the news. You know, with a yeah. bunch of other people, I'm not going to have my name out there like that. Um, I'm not going to be that guy with his face on the news looking stupid. Like, look what this idiot did. And uh, look, and, and I think that's awesome. Um, but but I that's that is the eternal question that you get. Like when you're when you're watching these movies and you're you're watching, you're like, man, it's got to be like training day, right? Like somebody's just hiding some of this under a floorboard, you know? Like, yeah, you know what, dude? Not in my experience. Uh, I, you know, there's stories out there of guys doing stuff like that, and and they they always get caught, and just the embarrassment, you know, just too sure. much pride for that. And everything you worked for, and your pension goes down the drain, and your family's screwed. It's not worth it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, that's awesome, man. Uh, it's 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 cool to hear that that everybody's a pretty upstanding guy in that world. Uh, the movie's painted a different way, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You see that a lot. There's not a lot of uh, upstanding. Um, you know, legit cop movies out there, <laughs> right? Like, the, yeah, the, yeah. There's, the <laughs> yeah. End of Watch was pretty good, but outside of that, I don't know about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of the cop movies. <laughs> well, dude, I appreciate you being on the show. Uh, again, we're gonna keep your name quiet, and uh, yeah, man, stay safe out there. Thanks. We'll do. Hey, big fan of uh, everything. Ah, uh, um, hey, d- thanks, thanks for the support, and to the rest of the guys too. Of course, man. Th- hey, thank you so much. <laughs> 
No problem. All right. Bye, buddy. Bye. So why are you acting like a bloody fool? If you get hot, then you must get cool. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come? Hello. Steve. Hey, how's it going? What's up, dude? It's Ross Patterson. Oh, good to hear from you. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, we're doing we're doing a first responders show here on the Revolution tonight. Uh, what, awesome. What do you do? Uh, I am a state trooper. You're a state trooper. Okay, cool. Uh, and what, what what's your craziest call that you've ever gotten? Uh, so it's one I actually started myself by accident. Well, I wouldn't say it by accident, but uh, I was about three weeks out of the academy and uh, was heading out to go do what troopers do at night, find a drunk. And uh, I see this car kind of stalled out in the middle of the road, a little bit of smoke around it, and then it kind of takes off, jerking around a little bit. And I'm thinking, oh, this is somebody, you know, can't can't drive stick shift. Well, then the guy drives through a uh, drives through like a little uh, median, almost hits a post, almost hits a pedestrian, starts heading down the highway. So I take off and light him up, and it's not stopping. It's going like from the left side to the right side. I mean, just using the whole whole ramp almost hitting the barrier on either side jesus and uh yeah yeah it was it was pretty it's getting ready i was gonna pit him um if he kept going but he ends up stopping but he stops like blocking the lane and i walk up and he's gotta kind of look in the window and the guy's got a mouthful of toothpaste well i keep saying guy it's a girl sorry <laughs> the girl's got um, a mouthful of toothpaste mouthful of toothpaste and it's just i mean you know, it doesn't take very long. You know, you're an adult. You don't need a whole lot of special training to look at somebody and go, oh, yeah, you're fucked up. Sure. Yeah, so uh, I can't get him out of the car because if he opens his door, he's going to be right, or her door, she's going to be right in lane one. I don't want to, you know, I don't want somebody getting hurt. So I call for my partner and have him come in and uh, block the lane behind us so I can go around and get her out of the car. We're waiting, and uh, she opens her door like she's, She's going to get out. And I'm like, no, 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 just just wait, just wait, you know. I haven't said anything about being under arrest yet or any of that. And uh, My partner, I hear him on the radio say he's he's got the lane. So I go to Tom, hey, just, you know, watch for me. I'll, I'll uh, go around and get her. And then once we're done, we'll, you know, uh, you can get out of the get out of lane. Well, sure. As I as I look back, I hear the door open again. And I look over and, I, and I'm thinking, oh, just drunk idiot, you know, girl trying to open up and you know come out and talk to me or something well no she uh she went ahead and decided to run across the freeway and uh you know one of the things they teach you is just don't don't chase people across the freeway it's just you know just not not good so you, you you let that go like that's one thing where it's just like all right if they're gonna run across the freeway take care yeah yeah you if i don't if i don't catch you hey and you make it across outstanding yeah congratulations you know? okay yeah yeah you win you win yeah so yeah. So, um, so, you know, I'm standing there going, Oh God, you know, okay. Pretty dangerous. It's like 1130 at night, but it's, uh, it's right near an airport. So there's still a ton of traffic coming out and, uh, see the, see the girl, you know, and I call it out, I'm like, you know, female in a black dress, you know, running. Uh, and I see her hit the, hit the median, hit the barrier. It's about five feet tall and just collapse. And I'm like, Oh good. Okay. Well, you know, we'll get traffic stopped and I'll head over there and pick her up and bring her back. Well, she just vaults it. I mean, just hops back and goes right back over. And I'm like, oh, God, okay. Wow. And you can hear just, you know, tires squealing, people trying to avoid her. And I'm looking over, and then you just hear this 
wham! Just the you know loudest loudest noise I've heard in a while, and uh, see your body go flying through the air, and uh, and it, I mean it was just like you know back in the day playing Halo, and you see you know grenade goes off and it uh, <laughs> puts somebody up in the air. So <laughs> yeah, and I'm just standing how there. high how how high in the air would you say she is oh, at this God. point? Oh uh, God, twenty. 25 feet holy shit yeah yeah almost hit a sign almost hit a like an overhead road sign for the wow so what yeah, hitter what yeah. hitter was it a truck or bmw no little, shit yeah and it held up pretty well i think it just kind of like it, it broke his mirror and it kind of skewed the uh one of the headlights but um poor dude was you know he was all shaken up and uh, he, uh, he was pretty upset, you know, cause he's, you know, he's like, no, oh, I didn't see her. I didn't, you know, running like, yeah, of course, man. Yeah. You know, little tiny person running across the road there in a black dress. Well, uh, I had, I had decided to run across the freeway and I didn't have my, uh, you know, I left my car on the other side of the road there and, uh, <laughs> I get up there and, you know, and I'm just like, this is, I'm three weeks out of the Academy. I'm, you know, brand new to the road and I'm just kind of like, like it's, She's definitely dead, but I, I'm, I'm just kind of, and it's just me by myself. Uh, I have one other guy coming, but it's just me by myself there. And I'm like, do I try CPR or do I just kind of like, like I at least have to make an effort or at least, you know, look like it. So yeah, you know, I just kind of pulled her out and checked the pulse. And of course there's none. Um, she's fucking uh, dead at this point, right? Oh, she's fucking dead. Yeah. You know, and the, and the medics show up and they're, they're the best medics I think in the country. They're outstanding. They show up, and, uh, you know, they, they start, you know, they start working on a deal, you know, just hardcore going for it. And I'm like, you know, more power to you guys. Yeah. What, and, and what, do you ever figure out why she had toothpaste in her mouth? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, run, run all the information on him, on her. Oh, that's it. Well, Okay, so we run all the information on her, and it uh, comes back that she's been arrested. She's got two prior DUIs. She had just been arrested the week prior for DUI, and I was going to give her basically the fourth, uh, her fourth one. And the toothpaste was she thought she thought if she squeezed a bunch of it into her mouth, I wouldn't be able to smell the alcohol. No way. Yeah. Con- yeah. Look, kind of genius, kind of genius. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. So yeah, when you're wasted, yeah, when you're wasted. Um, you know, you try to do, you try crazy stuff like running across the freeway. Jeez, um, that's a, that's a, that's a game of Frogger. You're not going to win. Yeah, no, but here here's the craziest part. None of that was the crazy part. The crazy part is I'm calling it out as a female, and my sergeant shows up and she's one of the nicest ladies you'll ever meet. Uh, and I'm like, hey, yeah, so she this happened. And I keep saying her, she, she, her, because we're in a dress, black female. Yeah. Long black hair, good sized breast, like female. Sure. And she's, you know, she just kind of like stops me and she's like, no, no. I'm like, I'm new again. New. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's wrong? What's wrong here? And, you know, and I, and she goes, that, that's a, that's a man. Oh, did it have a, she, the, 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 the woman had a dick on her, huh? Anatomical. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, what a fooled me! Holy shit! Uh, plot twist. Um, well, wherever wherever that special lady he she is, uh, R.I.P. You know? Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely still sad. I mean, 
no matter how you look at it, sad, you know. Three weeks of out of the academy. That's that's what you're you're forced with. At that point where you're just like, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that only that only started a, a long list of other crazy, crazy shenanigans. Yeah, whatever, yeah. So. Later on down the road. Um, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Steve, I, dude, I appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> stay safe out there. All right, man. You too. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. Hello? Is this John Buchanan? It sure is. Don't Yo, Ross. it's Ross, man. Ross Patterson, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, we're, we're doing a first responder show tonight. Uh, w- yeah. What do you do? Um, I've been a little bit of everything. Um, now I work as a uh, firefighter EMT. Okay. Uh, what, what's your craziest call? Um, I actually have... Uh, I have two different pretty good ones for you. One of them's a blood and guts and gore, and the other one's just a heebie-jeebies kind of weird thing. Okay, fire away. So, um, about ten years ago, I was working down in uh, in Marion, Virginia, pretty rural, like real far away from like major hospitals and stuff like that. And uh, we have a trucker who was keeping acid to like break his chains free on his truck. He kept that in a Pepsi bottle, mm-hmm. and he was also drinking Pepsi. Oh. <laughs> How'd that end up? Um, well, we uh, had no idea what to do for this poor fella, and so we called into the hospital, and the doctor ended up saying, uh, well, because we're about two hours away from the nearest hospital that could even remotely do anything for him, they said, well, get off the phone with us, let him call his family, and uh, tell him that uh, there is no hope. You're kidding. Yeah, so we got to hang out there with the dude on the side of the road while he died. Holy shit! So what, what, was he just was he sitting down? Did you did you lie him down? What do you what do you do at that point? Um, I mean, just let him be comfortable. He was on the phone pretty much the whole time until blood started coming from every imaginable orifice on your body. Fuck! Uh, what? Yeah, and then so, he so away. It yeah, was very painful. They, my medic gave him all of the morphine, so he was kind of comfortable. But all right, and what what was the exact uh, fuck? What, what was in the Pepsi? What what was the exact uh, hydro? Hydrofluoric or hydrochloric acid, one of those. Hydrochloric acid, no shit. That is yeah. fucking absolutely insane. Apparently, a good swig of that'll uh, put you put you night night. Wow. A long, a long nap. Uh, so so the guy just died right in front of you, then, huh? Yep, yep. Over uh, over a little bit of time. Well, and in what he called all of his family, and what? Yeah, he had a chance to call everybody. His wife ended up coming out. And, yeah, fortunately, he was only like two hours away from home. And just, but, was he a normal dude or was he, you know? Yeah, just a normal trucker guy. No fucking way. That's, fuck. That's brutal. Yeah, yeah pretty terrible, right? Jesus, man. Uh, that, that, that's crazy. What's your other one that's, that's wild? Um, so I, uh, I've been working in uh, the city of Wilmington up in Delaware for about three years now. 
And um, me and my partner, like anybody that works in that line of work, our unknown medical problem calls that we get sent to are usually some of the most interesting. So we get sent for an unknown medical problem. And it's, it's you know, the, the city's name, uh, earned the nickname of Murder Town USA. So it's the, the heart of the ghetto. And um, we go to this house and it's in the, in the middle of the hood and it's all dark. And the interior door was open and the outside door was, clo- was uh, closed like the porch door pitch black inside so we go up to the door and he's like come in and we go in there the house is completely pitch black we're just using flashlights to look around and the guy's standing off in the corner like just staring at this picture on the wall and uh we're like so what's going on sir and he said they took her we're like they took who he says uh my sister okay who took her the shadow people ah yeah big big fan of the shadow people so he walks over to another picture on the wall, and and then we look down on the uh, coffee table there, and there's about 30 varying types of knives, like everything from your kitchen knives to, like, a, a machete. Okay. So it was a little bit unnerving, and we were able to, uh, with some nice verbal judo, manage to uh, coerce him outside. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was one where, you know, the hair in the back of your neck stand up, and it's just a very uncomfortable feeling. Shit. So, so, so at the end of the day, what happens to this guy? Like nothing. Oh, he was just crazy. Yeah, he was just crazy. He wow. gets sent in for some kind of like evaluation, and then you know, they determine whether uh, whether he's fit to be a part of normal society or whether he should be committed someplace. Fuck, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, it's it's weird that there's people that uh, that are out there that exist like this. Where you're like, man, you're a this uh, creepy. Yep. Creepy. Um, well, John, dude, I appreciate you being on the show, man. This was fun. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for calling. Yeah, stay safe out there. All right, thanks. All right, take care. Hey, this is Ross Patterson. Is this Matt? Yes, sir. How are you doing? What's up, man? How are you? Well, I'm doing great. How are you? Awesome, man. We're doing a first responders show in Ross Patterson Revolution tonight. Uh, what, what do yeah. you do? Uh, I am a police officer. Okay, you're a police officer. What's your craziest call? Okay, this one comes in a series of about three calls. Okay. But uh, the, the first time I had to deal with this individual... Um, I got called out on my day off to go pick somebody up from an ER because they were uh, they were being transferred to a mental uh, facility. What so, like a, like were they on a psych hold, like a fifty one fifty or something like that? Yeah, what uh, in Oklahoma we call it an EOD or an emergency order of detention. Um, so this this broad is just she's nuttier than batshit, but um. She's got Hep C. I think she's uh, HIV positive, and she bathes about once a month. Oh, that's so my that's my favorite. Right. Ty- that's my favorite type. That's my favorite. Oh, type. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, you're good and right. You just get right in there and go to town. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, so, so this broad is just, she's lost her marbles and uh, stinking up the backseat of the car with the sergeant and I in it, and uh, so. You know, we've got a four-hour drive with her in the car, and she's babbling on about the FBI and everybody else. So 
we take her and get her dropped off, and the psych ward was ecstatic to have her in. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's bread and butter for them. So she gets in there and then accuses me and my sergeant of being feds and spying on her. And we get all the paperwork, take care of her, think we're done with this thing. About a month later, we get another phone call. This one's coming from her uh, nephew who lives down the road. Okay. We've got to go in and take her back to the psych ward because they brought her out and couldn't handle her. So this time, we've got about a six-hour drive, and she keeps telling me that she is just obsessed with Seth Rogen. And I'm, the hey, actor Seth Rogen? Yep. Yes, sir. The actor. <laughs> no one is, like, no female is obsessed with Seth Rogen. Well, this one is. I mean, I'm assuming she's a female. I haven't gone in there and checked. But, sure. Uh, she, you know, but this time she's got um, plastic knife cuts all over her arm. Instead, she got the idea from Pineapple Express. What? Yeah, I've, I've never seen it. So I, I, I have seen know, it, and I don't remember anybody having, you know, either of the characters slicing their wrist. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a clue. I mean, you know, no. that's a hell of a drug. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> so, so we have to take her to the ER to get all those taken care of, where, of course, a meth needle comes out of her bra, and she goes to tell me that JoJo, the circus monkey, down the road gave it to her. Okay. I said, okay, that's, that's fantastic. We'll see if we can't catch this uh, crazy circus monkey that's handing out in there. And she goes, oh, you're, you're one of those good feds. All right. I'm like, okay, great. here's this crazy bitch doing this all again. And um, every time she would get touched or moved or anything else, she starts whining and crying on and on and on. We get her into a psych ward, and the nephew says, oh, we're not going to let her out this time. This, she's not coming back out. Okay, great. About a month later, same phone call, but this time somebody's trying to kill her. And we're in a town of about 4,500 people. Not a very big town at all. We've got six officers. So my sergeant and I went back out there. And this time, she didn't want to stand outside and talk to us because her husband, who's been in the pen for the past, oh, I think 15 months or so, is a snitch. And everybody in town is going to kill her because she snitched on somebody else, in her mind. Okay. So... She wants us to take her to a safe house. Okay, well, we don't have those. We're a real small town with no budget. So we finally get her calmed down enough to go back to her house. We're not gone five minutes. We get another phone call. It's on the emergency line. She can't find her doorknob, and she's been locked in the house, and somebody's in there trying to kill her. Oh boy! So of course you can't you can't not respond to that. So of course we have to run back over there, and she was passed out with a meth needle in her arm. Holy shit! Yeah. So so what do you and, do? What, what do you do at that point? Do you walk away, or do you actually take her somewhere, or do you call? Like, what do you do? Well, we uh, we've got a lot of uh, Indian reservation land in our area, and she happens to live on their what's called trust land, so it belongs to the tribe. So we handed that over to the tribal police. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so I have no idea what they're doing with her, but I haven't seen or heard from her in about three months. And it's Man. Been nice. 
<laughs> and it's been nice. Uh, it has been lovely. Fuck, these, man. There's been some crazy stories tonight, Matt. I, dude, I, I appreciate you being on, man. Uh, appreciate. Oh, no, be- I sure appreciate you calling. Hell yeah, Th- dude. Thanks for being on Ross Patterson Revolution, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. All right, bye, buddy. Hello. Hey, man. It's Ross Patterson. Hey, bro. What's going on? What's up? Not too much, man. Just having a uh, having a few beers and just uh, fixing up a Sunday dinner. What are yeah, you just enjoying the Sunday. Uh, look, we're we're, we're doing a man. first responder show on Ross Patterson Revolution. Uh, yeah, I saw that, dude. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, thanks for letting me call. Um, wh- yeah, absolutely. What do you do? Uh, I'm a firefighter EMT. Okay, firefighter EMT. What, what's the craziest call you've ever gotten? Um, so... <laughs> Actually, one popped into my head when I saw that post. So this is going a few years back. Um, I want to say around Christmas time, probably like two or three days before Christmas. Not quite Christmas Eve, but um, we got a call for a uh, psych psych slash mental health issue um, going on. So we respond to the house. We get there. Um, PD goes with us to those, but we got there before the police. And uh, I knock on the door, and an elderly gentleman opens the door for us. So I go inside, and this guy's whole family is sitting down having, like, a Christmas Eve dinner type deal at his uh, dining room table. So I ask him what's going on, and he points. He has, like, an island in the kitchen. And he points to the island, and he says, that girl right there. And there's just this girl, probably late teens, early 20s, just sitting with her head down on the table. So I'm like, okay. So I go over, I start talking to her, and something seems off. She's, like, mumbling stuff, doesn't make any sense, just seems out of touch. Like, she's either on something or off of something, like her medication. So I ask him. I'm like, all right, like, does she take medications or anything? Does she use drugs? And he goes, oh, no, dude, I have no idea. So I'm like, well, what do you mean you have no idea? He's like, my whole family and I were sitting down eating dinner, and all of a sudden the front door opened, and she just walked in, walked right through the dining room and right to the kitchen and just sat down at the table. He goes, I've been talking to her for like 20 minutes. She's not making any sense, and she won't leave. <laughs> Holy shit. So, so, yeah, man. There's so many questions here. So, so what ended up happening to, to her, first of all? So we were talking with her, and uh, shortly after we got there, the police got there. Um, so she kind of became a little combative, didn't want to leave the house. Uh, she was convinced that that's where she lived. Um, when we tried to get her to leave, she kept trying to go into the cabinets and take stuff out of the cabinets because that was her house, and she needed stuff before she left. Um, <laughs> but we finally Fuck. ended up, with the help of the police, getting her into the ambulance and uh, getting her to the hospital for an eval. Man, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Why, yeah. why Why? was that guy's fucking door open? Like, why? why was I don't it? know. <laughs> That's my Completely other question. Unlocked, walked right in the front door. <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> holy shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I would have. What, what do you think you would have done in your situation? Roles reversed. That's your house. Um, me personally, you know, obviously I go for the gun first and then ask politely to leave. If, if, if they don't, I just throw them out the back door. I I don't even think I'd bother with the call. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'd probably, I mean, she was, like I said, she was a tiny little girl, probably late teens, early twenties, probably like 120 pounds soaking wet. So, I mean. I probably would have asked her to leave when she didn't. I probably would have picked her up and just threw her out yeah. on the and called the yeah, police right? them deal with it. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, this was an awesome story. Uh, I appreciate you being on the show, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you. All right, cool. Talk to you soon. All right, man. Have a good night. Thanks. All right, you too. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Bye.
Yo. Yo, is this Matthew? This is. What's up, man? It's Ross Patterson. Oh, you fuckers gotta call me while I'm shopping. Ah, Are you really shopping? Yeah, I'm shopping. What do you think I am? <laughs> it's Sunday. It's Sunday night. Where, where 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 am I calling? What state? Michigan, man. Northern Michigan. Yeah, fuck. It's Sunday. What are you doing shopping on a Sunday night at seven thirty? Well, I got to work at 6 o'clock in the fucking morning. Okay, okay. Well, look, if you don't yeah. have time for a story now, well, I'll call you back in another time. No, I got time for a story. I can step outside. All right, cool. So, so what story do you want me to hear? Well, well let's start off with, with what, do you, what do you do? I'm a firefighter. I've been a firefighter for 15 years. Okay. Uh, so, up in Michigan? Yep, up in Michigan. Uh, I work out of Traverse City. It's one of the largest communities in northern Michigan. Okay. So. And what's the what's the get, what's the craziest call you got? Well, craziest call we got was this year. I get dispatched for an unconscious male. So we get there. Uh, the sheriff's department's there. We walk in and we get told, "Hey, come out to the fucking garage." Well, we walk in the garage. There's candles lit all over the place. There's a rope hanging from the ceiling. You know, it's like fucking sex dungeon up in this place. Oh, a sex dungeon. Yeah. That's I, look. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a nice thing. So, I like that. You know, they, they got the can. Yeah, they got the candles right next to the you know, the workbench, the tools, and everything next to the trash and everything. It's pretty cool. Pretty sweet setup they got going on here. And as we look down, there's a chick completely naked doing CPR on her boyfriend. This chick had the nicest ass and biggest fucking tits ever. Really? <laughs> yes, and she's just pounding away. Well, I really think that's killing this guy is her big fucking tits smack in the face while she's trying to CPR on the guy. So, <laughs> so, so what, what, what did he need CPR for, though, was the question. Well, that's the interesting part. We found out that they would go put the kids to bed. They had a buffet of fucking drugs and fucking fireball. Get drugged up, get drunk up on fireball. What he likes to do... He likes to hang himself from the rafters and fuck her while he's while he's choking. No you know, way. He's cut. Yeah. So wow. what happened? He wants to slip or something, and he started choking himself, and he passed out. <laughs> so, so so he he was okay though. He 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 ended up he being was, alive. Yeah, he ended up being alive. But <laughs> the best part was when the deputies had to talk to her, and he. The deputy's eyes was just like he just walked into something he's never fucking seen before. <laughs> <laughs> and this is usual for Northern Mission. It's Northern Mission. We're a bunch of sex crazy fuckers up here because we got to deal with the winners. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I know. Look, I went to Ohio State. I know those winners up there, and people don't understand. <laughs> like you grab you grab the one you came with during the winter, and then shit gets yeah. weird, man, because it's just too cold. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. We're just like, all right, cool. Let's try this. It's fucking cold. So, so she gets up, and as she turns, as we take the patients are doing CPR, as she turns, she's got this huge ass black dildo strap on. No tells the way. Dep- yes, as she tells the deputy what he likes to do. Once he's about ready to nut, he gets off the rope. He bends over. And she fucks him behind so he can nut that way. And what does he jack himself off then? What's that? He does he jack himself off while while, she, while no, he's no, getting pegged? She just bangs. I, I don't know. From that point, I don't know because we really didn't want to 
dive into the whole sexual thing of it. Sure, sure. It just got weird. You know, it just got weird that she fucked him up the ass with a big black dildo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, I understand the white dildo, the smaller guy. You know, maybe Asian dick. How? How? how, Yeah, yeah. How? How big would you say it was? Inch and this thing had been like a fucking twelve-inch motherfucker. Wow. One foot big fucking. Did like big girth? Big girth too. Yeah, yeah, she, uh, oh. about six inches. I mean, this thing was huge. Shit. I don't know how she could support it with the fucking hips she had. Man. I mean, that was, was a lot of weight, man. She must do deadlifts or something. So so the guy, this guy, oh. this guy woke up, though, right? Yeah, he woke up. We uh, we got him back. He was breathing. And, yeah, he said that he must split. He was choking. And, uh, yeah, his big titty wife pretty much saved his life by doing CPR. Wow, so, and what what about the kids? Are they were they in the house? <laughs> yeah, the kids were in the house. We had to call her parents to come pick them up. So the family started coming over and seeing their little fun uh, fun time they have. Yeah. So it it was still out. Like like were the family like, hey, what happened? And then the guy was like, look, I I like to strangle bait and then get fucked in the ass right as I'm about to come. <laughs> like like is- I, from my understanding, I. They kind of told him something, but he didn't go really in depth with it. We we're already loading this guy up in the ambulance, and so the the wife and the deputy or girlfriend, whatever you want to call her, were talking to the parents. But they didn't look too impressed because the mom started flipping out on her. So really, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! So, and the the girlfriend, wife, whatever, she got arrested for narcotics. Uh, so they didn't have a great night. No, no, not at all. That sucks. Cause you know, sometimes you just want to relax, hang yourself and then get, get fucked afterwards on some drugs. And then this happens and spoils a perfectly good Tuesday, you know? Oh, I know. I know. I you know. I think they took a little bit too far when they started adding the fireball in this whole mix. That's just <laughs> The fireball pushed him over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, hey man. man you- I, I appreciate you being on the show, and uh, I'll let you get back to shopping, but this was an amazing story. No problem, Ross. Hey, and one more thing. Yeah. Fuck Ohio State. Oh, uh, good luck. Good luck with that. Good luck with that, by the way. <laughs> you know you know, right. we're, we're going to win the national title this year. This is one of the greatest teams we've ever had. I don't know about that. This has got to be Michigan's rebuilding air to be done with you guys have been, you know, re- been rebuilding for 18 years now i you, you've only yeah. won once at, you've only beat ohio state <laughs> once in the last what is it 16 Hard years or guy. something he's got it he's got it uh, he hasn't had it yet so <laughs> i hope the streak continues but uh i love you thanks for being on the show man you too ross i love you guys have a good day all right take care bye, bye. Hello? This is Gregory Patchy Stone. Yes. Yo, man. Ross Patterson. This is. Welcome to the revolution, dude. You're on Ross Patterson Revolution. What are you doing? Uh, nothing. Nice. Oh, perfect. Uh, so, uh, as you know, we're doing a first responder show. Uh, wh- wh- what do you do? Uh, I'm, well, okay. So, I'll give you background. I, was, I started off my interest in first responding from when I was a law enforcement explorer with... Uh, Post 120 out of Danvers, Mass. Then I went to EMT school, 
got my certification, but since I was working third shift on armed security, I had to not study, which made it so I had to lapse from doing all of that. Okay. And uh, I work with the Coast Guard Auxiliary, and I'm doing armed guard now, armed security. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so what's your craziest call? So the crazy, I got two. There's two parts to this. So I got shot in the face when I was 15 with a bow and arrow. Oh yeah, look, nor- normal day. Um, yeah. <laughs> how and or why? Because because look, I'm I'm gonna be honest. There's not a lot of instances that you're around a live bow and arrow. Uh, so my friends decided it would be a great idea to make one out of a make a uh, bow out of a stick with twine. Okay. And then make a homemade bow, uh, homemade arrows with uh, using um, package tape. Oh boy! From your hardware store. Okay. Okay. How that? How that end up? Where did it get you? It got me right in underneath the eye socket. It hit my orbital bone around my eye on my on my left side. Jesus, man! So, so <laughs> can you see and everything? You're fine. No, I can't see it on my left eye. Oh wow! God damn it! That's actually, awful. I was I for four for three years. I was talking to Army and Marine recruiters. They loved me. They wanted to fight over me. It was it was amazing. Um, but. When I turned 16, I was like, listen, can I still do this or not? And they were like, no. I'm like, damn it. Okay. Okay. So, but then I discovered the Ghost Card Auxiliary. Okay. So, digressing. Um, no, that's fine. So, the second part to this story is in 2012, I was at my friend's, former friend's Army Navy store. Mm-hmm. And I, they had me do a Dunkin' Donuts run. And this is actually part of the reason why I wanted to become an EMP. And I still do. I'm just working on it right now. I can't because of third shift armed security and sure. 60 hours a week. Um, so I'm driving down the road. We hear a sm- I hear a smash as I'm pulling out of the parking lot. And a car rear-ended another car. And inside this car was a kid, a high school kid, smashed his right eye socket off of the... Uh, driver's side seat. Okay. So this kid's eye was all fucked up. Like it was the the eye socket was swollen. There was some seepage from underneath the eye and some seepage from around where it was all swollen. And um, I had to take control of the scene, even though at the time I had just gotten my CPR first aid, so I was literally just a first responder. There was a nurse on scene. And I told her, listen, I'm just a first responder. And she's just like, okay, cool, because I have to take my three-year-old to a doctor's appointment. So she abandons the patient right there. Wow. And there's a whole bunch of people around him, and I'm like, no, I've got this. I looked at um, the one guy who was, I'll never forget his face. This guy had a goatee, biker-looking dude, and he, I was just like, are you on the phone? Not on. He's like, yes. I'm like, give me the phone. And I'm like, hi, dispatch. I'm blah blah blah. I'm Greg. Listen, um, I had an eye injury myself, so I'm going to describe to you everything I'm seeing. Make sure you relay relay all this information 
to the EMTs in EMTs and paramedics in route, and they did exactly that. Like they told them everything that I had told them. EMTs got on scene. I told them I got shot in the face of the bow and arrow, which is why I knew so much about eye sockets and everything. And this kid was shaking and crying for his mom and dad, just like I was. And I looked at, I, when I was talking to the EMT about my eye, I was actually talking to him. Okay. And I made that kind of look obvious with a couple of glances I gave to him. But as they threw him in the back of the bus, I slapped him on the leg and I told him, you're going to be fine. Like, I was fine. You're going to be even better than I was because your injury does not look as bad as mine. Mine was, there was blood everywhere. Yours was not bloody like mine was. Every now and again, I still think about that kid. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, hey, man, dude, I I, I appreciate uh, you letting me call you here and uh, and for being on the show. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, Ross. Awesome, man. Take care, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a good night. You too. Thank you. Hello? This is Stephen Wayne. Yes, it is. Hey, man, it's Ross Patterson. What's going on, man? What's up, dude? You're on. You're on Ross Patterson Revolution. Sweet. Uh, what's uh, we're doing a first responder show. Um, what, what do you do? Um, I'm actually a firefighter in Baltimore City. I'm working today, actually. Oh, really? No kidding. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what's uh, what's your craziest call? Oh, there's a couple different kinds. I mean, we go on shootings and stuff all the time. We always find all kinds of crazy shit that way. I mean. What's the, what, what's the craziest one you've personally been on? Um, we went on one about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, middle of the week. I got shot 22 times laying in the middle of the street. Holy shit. What was it over? Uh, Do you know? Um, they said he was sitting on the corner. Somebody came around and uh, yelled at him and then started shooting and chasing him down and emptied the magazine into him and then just put another one in and started shooting again. <laughs> no shit. Did they ever get the guy? Too. He was alive, too. <laughs> what? So is he, li- is he alive today? <laughs> Uh, I think so. They took him into surgery. He had two bullets in each arm, two bullets in each leg. He had a couple in his chest. He had one in his neck. He had one in his head. Fucking, <laughs> he lived through that? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Wow. One in his uh, right arm shattered his uh, forearm. It was all flopping around. Shit. That's <laughs> nuts, man. It makes yeah. like 50 Cent look like a bitch. I mean, you took yeah, you take like, 22 shots. Like, Jesus. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah, we were trying not to walk on the shelves when the police were laying down all the little uh, placards saying, "This is bullet casing. This is bullet casing." I'm sure, dude. I'm I'm sure it <laughs> it looked like a fucking Jackson Pollock painting with oh, with it was everywhere. It was crazy as shit. Wow. Uh, it was a war zone. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I appreciate you being on the show. That was an awesome one. Twenty-two it's shots fun, and lived. Uh, yeah, I, it was fucking crazy. <laughs> I like it, man. Well, dude, uh, <laughs> Steven, have a great night. Uh, thanks, man. You too. All right. Bye, buddy. All right. Thanks. Dude. Hello? This is Travis White. Yes, it is. What's up? This is Ross Patterson. You're on You're on Ross Patterson Revolution. Hey, man. What's up? What's up, man? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not a- 
not expecting this. That's for sure. Really, dude? Dude, I, yeah, I put up a post and I was like, "Hey, we're we're gonna do a show, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start calling people." Uh, what what, what do you do, but, by the way? Yeah. Uh, I'm a fireman from the city of Houston. Okay, great. Show shit. Are you in Houston now? No, I'm actually on my five day today, but I go back tomorrow. Okay, well, yeah. I'm supposed you, to go back tomorrow. That may change. We'll see how the weather works. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, all I've been seeing on the news is the floods in Houston, that they're, like, biblical right now. Yeah, they, yeah they're projecting another, I think, 12 inches tomorrow, well, between today and tomorrow, so we'll see. Shit. Are, are, so are you going back f- for that? Yeah, I go back I go back on shift tomorrow. Wow. That's going to be a fucking crazy day, huh? Oh, yeah, it'll be a blast. Yeah. It'll be a blast. Man. Uh, what's, what's your craziest call you've ever gotten? Uh, so probably the craziest one we had a uh, we got dispatched for a trash fire uh, outside behind the apartment complex and we get there and we see a little bit of a little fire burning so we take uh, just a little pump can over there and uh, you can see where somebody had cut through this chain link fence so I crawl through I'm spraying this off and to me it looked like a tree branch that somebody had lit a fire in the middle of. So I'm okay, so we sprayed it off, and I'm kicking it, trying to flip it over. And my uh, captain goes, hey, go ahead and stop for a second. I said, why? And he said, just look at that. What does it look like to you? So I stop. I shine my flashlight over there. And sure as shit, it's a fucking dead body. Okay. Had, uh, taking this guy, they had, what he, shot, he got shot in the stomach, and he got stabbed in the chest. They wrapped him up in a uh, bed sheet, doused him in something, and lit his ass on fire. What? <laughs> wow! And that was uh, six thirty on a Tuesday. Holy shit! <laughs> so, so wh- why? Uh, there's the, wow. There's a lot of questions now. Uh, I, wh- why? Wh- why did the guy do it? Why? How did he get there? You know? That we don't know. I, I I never got any any other any information other than what the coroner told us, and all they all they told us was how he died. So all, all I know is that they shot him once and they stabbed him once, and then they wrapped him up in a bed sheet or something, and then just lit him on fire, and then they dropped his body off behind this apartment complex. Shit! Why? Like why there? Like if you're going through the trouble to light somebody on fire and all that shit, um, why right. wait, chuck him out in the middle of the woods? You know? Um, exactly. You, you would think. I mean, but hey, that's that's Houston for you. Yeah. You know, I spent I I went to Houston for my first time that I actually spent like a, a couple of days there uh, for this past Super Bowl, and um, it's a it's a weird city, man. The the, the layout of it's weird, um, which leaves itself yeah, it's, open it to weird. a lot of. I, mean, I love fuck- it. Don't wrong. I, I love working for him, but it's it's a weird city. It's it's definitely a you got to get used to it. Yeah, because I mean, the, the, and the layout of it is weird. Where you're like, man, I'm not really sure where I am. I walked so my first my first night in Houston, I walked into an. Uh, I I thought it was just like a normal Mexican restaurant. I had I had a later flight that was delayed, so I, I get in. I was like, man, I'm just gonna grab some food. Uh, I was meeting some people the next day. I, I, it, it appeared to be a normal Mexican restaurant. It was not. It was a. It was an old school Mexican line dancing bar. So, so they. I know there's one by the airport that was a uh, a brothel. It was run by a uh, like a 79 year old uh, Mexican lady. You're kidding? A, yeah. This, as far this, as I know, she's the oldest uh, pimp in like recent times. She ran it for like 30 years, right behind uh, Hobby Airport. 
Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. When I flew in, I, I, I think I flew into to George. What, what is it? H. Bush Air, Airport. Bush. Yeah. yeah. Up north. Yeah, yeah. So I flew in there, and I again making my way down to the hotel, past this Mexican place. It's it's a it, I get in, and it's like Mexicans, but they're dressed as cowboys, um, and there is line dancing. And then later on, there was uh, like I I got there kind of in the middle, and then it was uh, a like Mexican karaoke night, and um, uh, if it, 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 yeah, again, man, strange city because you you don't know, you kind of yeah, you kind of go down one road, and it's like ah. Seems like a decent enough area, and then you walk in, you're like, "Oh shit!" Uh, I, d- I definitely, I think I'm probably in the wrong, wrong part of town. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, dude, I appreciate you being on the show. That's a that's a crazy fucking story. Fuck yeah, man! Thanks for the call. Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> hey, you keep do- you keep doing you, Russ. You keep doing I, you, man. Uh, you know I do. Like I I I, I, w- I will yeah. never stop doing me, which is probably the problem. Fuck yeah, big big daddy himself. <laughs> Thanks, Travis, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Have a good night. All right. Bye. Hello. Is this Dave? Hey, Big Dick Daddy. What's up? What's up, dude? It's Ross. Uh, same shit. Different color. Yeah. No, I hear you. I, I can smell it. I can actually smell Enjoying it. Enjoying the uh, Central Florida sunshine, the liquid sunshine we're getting. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice, isn't it? Oh, it's wonderful, <laughs> uh, dude! Thanks for being on Ross Patterson Revolution. Uh, what's Not a problem, buddy. What, what do you what, what do you do here? Uh, I'm a canine officer. I'm actually uh, work with one of the guys you called earlier in the show. Oh no, shit! Here in Central Florida. Oh, yeah. dude, dude, that's awesome. Um, so so here's when I put out the 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 casting net for this. Uh, yours yours specifically says found a hammer, a vibrator, and a crack pipe on one chick after she yeah. she smashed her ex boyfriend's car with a hammer. Well, yeah. I, how did this go down? Um, well, I guess we got a call that she was over to an apartment complex uh, beating the shit out of her boyfriend's car with a little small you know carpentry hammer. Um, they said she took off. I just happened to be in the area. Seen the car that she took off in, did the traffic stop, made contact. I had contact with her several times before, so I I knew the jig was up. Uh, made contact with her, had her come out of the car, uh, went ahead. Yeah, I know it's her. The guy called her out by name. So I started searching her, patting her down, got sure as hell the hammers, you know, in her waistband. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that narrows that down. Keep searching her in one hand, you know, one pocket. She had her little, you know, toy vibrator i was like oh oh okay the next pocket she had a crack pipe i was like oh well i I guess you know she's a gal she's just down to party yeah why not why not crack pipe and a vibrator i mean if i'd have found a condom you know she probably would have been a little bit more classy but you know it it happens sure central florida you're right look let's face it in central florida you're raw dogging it you know yeah you gotta be careful down here somewhere (laughs) you know it just gets bad sure so, so, yeah, that is definitely one of the uh, most odd searches I have done on someone. What, what, so, did did you ask her like, hey, like you know, what, what, like do you smoke crack and just use a vibrator? Is that what it was for? Was was that a trade off from something else? Like, you know, there's some things that are just better left unasked sometimes. Yeah, and that's you I guess that's a ask those questions. That's a great like th- that's a great question then for you, Dave, because uh, a lot a lot of these things like. You know, I'm a fucking normal person, um, but I would I would ask 
do you, are you guys just so over it that you're just like, eh, I don't even fucking care anymore. Yeah. Cause yeah, at this point it's, it's, you're going to tell me something that's probably not true anyway. And I might get a bad visual image in my head or mental image. And at that point it's just, I, I'd rather sleep better at night, not knowing. Something. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I would have to say after a while. Yeah. I mean, how do you get to sleep? Uh, usually I go home and just shut my eyes. Yeah, no, no, no. I with the wife. Yeah, but, but but besides that, like, do do you see enough fucked up shit that you're just like, was there anything that was you were just like, man, I I am having a hard time shaking this one. Well, I mean, there's sometimes that you, you do go through it, and you you've got to talk to people. I mean, you can't hold stuff like that in for sure. Sure. Um, you, you got to have a good uh, crisis intervention team or critical incident support team that you know you can talk to, and employers will have those resources available when you have those rough calls so luckily a supportive family helps out a lot especially a supportive wife that you can talk to and you know she my wife now she uh, used to be an er nurse so she's seen her share of fucked up things here and there so we're able to talk to each other about it it helps a lot so yeah that's great um and, I, and i'm glad you brought up that point uh because it, it's you guys get paid too little for what you do do, do you feel that uh, sometimes, sometimes I think we're overpaid. Sometimes we're definitely underpaid. Uh, you, you got to find that happy medium in there. Yeah. Cause I, I, I would, I would just imagine dealing with all of this shit that it's just like, man, fuck, we deserve more money for this. Yeah. There's, there's definitely some days you're like, Oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, I could have, I could have went and been a pilot or something. Yeah. Yeah. Better than this. Well, hey, man, God bless you for doing it, uh, and I, I appreciate you being on the show, man. Uh, not a problem, Ross. Anytime, brother. All right. Awesome, man. I, I, hey, th- thanks for taking your time out of a Sunday for me. Not a problem, brother. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye, buddy. Bye. Hello? Is this Millicent? Yes. This is Ross Patterson. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm I am I am awesome. Uh, I, as you know, on Ross Patterson Revolution, we're doing a first responders show. Uh, what, what do you do, Millicent? I am a retired surgical tech now. Okay, but I was a Navy corpsman for eight years. Okay, and and uh, when I when I threw out the 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 net for this show, uh, you you responded with, "I can tell you about n- naked Coast Guard Jesus." For <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, my first duty station was Naval Hospital Groton, and right across the river was the Coast Guard Academy. So okay. final time comes around, and there's usually a few, few of them that, you know, flip their lids and go a little crazy. But we got a call about one that was running through the dorms and through the areas um, screaming, I'm Jesus, I'm Jesus, and he was naked. And this is November, so it's a little cold. Yeah. So we take off, we take off running after him. There's about three of us. The, me, the EMT, my paramedic, and one of the security guards. So we finally tackle him, get him <laughs> naked, get him into the rig, get over to the hospital, get him sedated, and they decide, well, we need to take him up to Boston and fly him out. I think I don't remember where they're flying him. So we give him some Thorazine, get in the rig, 
I'm driving, didn't realize, didn't quite have them strapped down. Coming into Boston on the 95, traffic starting to pick up. All of a sudden, I hear a fuck from the back. Doors bust open. Naked Jesus starts running down the 95, screaming, I am coming. I am coming to save the world. I'm coming. Holy shit. Down 95? We had to leave the rig down 95. So we had to park the rig on the 95 and chase the naked guy. No way. Yeah. So did you did you guys finally catch up with him? Yeah, we finally caught him. He was really grimy from all the snow. <laughs> oh boy. I, I, what's the shrinkage like running buck naked in the snow like that? Uh, he was definitely a shower, not a grower. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, good for him. At least he put on a good show then, you know? Yeah, it's something I'll never forget. Yeah. <laughs> screaming, screaming dude, nice little white ass running down the freeway. I am coming, I am coming, I am Jesus. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey, Melissa, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, thanks for calling. Have a good night. <laughs> you too. <laughs> okay, bye. Hi. Hello. Hey, is this Ian? Yeah, is this uh This is Ross Patterson. How are you, man? No shit. <laughs> What's up, dude? What's going on? Hey, you're 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 on Ross Patterson Revolution. Uh we're doing the the, the first responder show. Uh what what do you okay. do? What do you do, Ian? Um, so I'm actually in the Navy, um, but I started volunteer uh, firefighting and as, as an EMT when I was 16 in high school. Okay. So um, I think you want to hear about my uh, the weirdest call I've ever been on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, I want to hear your wildest call. All right. So this was probably July of 2012. I had just joined my fire department. And uh, we got a EMS assist call. Uh, a woman thinks her husband's dead. So we rolled up, uh, front door, knocking on it and everything, no answer, hear screaming coming from the back. Roll, uh, run down to the um, back driveway, and there's a detached garage, and there's this older lady sitting on a toolbox that you would have in, like, the back of a truck. Okay. Um. So she's screaming something. We can't really make out what it is as we're running up. We're not really concerned with that. We just see her husband uh, in the back of the garage. As we get closer, we can kind of make out what she's saying. Something along the lines of, my husband's not decent. Nobody should see him like this. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> so we're like, whatever. You know, we, We've seen it all at this point. I had just joined my fire department. So I hadn't, but the other guys had. Right. So, um, we got back there and we're looking at this dude and this dude's probably late seventies, early eighties, probably 300 pounds, um, leaning against a bar stool against the back of his garage. And we're checking him to see, uh, if we can work him or anything. And we're sitting there and we're like, nah, he's, we can't do anything. He's too far gone. So I started putting everything back into um, the truck and I get back on the truck and everybody gets there and we get in and we start rolling down the road and everyone is dying laughing. 
Now, being being a 16 year old, I'm sitting there. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys laughing about? Right. You know, this is a dead guy. And uh, are you still there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course I'm still here. Are you kidding me? Hang on. My phone's about to die, so let me plug it back up. Um, so I'm like, what are you guys laughing about? And they were like, did you not look around him and see what was going on? I was like, nah. And they were like, well, first off, it looked like somebody had pulled his pants back up because the root of his penis was sticking out a little bit and his pants were on butt. Mind you, this dude's like 300 pounds old, uh, 300 pounds. Okay. So they were like, we didn't think much of it at the first. And then we looked around and there was a plywood cutout with hinges on the floor and a hole cut out in the center and handles on it. And they were like, first, we thought it was something for him to stick his penis through. So he pissed um, and didn't piss on himself. And then they looked at it and there were hips drawn on it. And then they looked to the box to the left of him and... And no shit, there was like 20 different pocket pussies uh, laying in that box. Shut the fuck up. I swear to God. (laughs) How did he die? Uh, Apparently, um, he, his heart couldn't take it. Because, I mean, he's, you know, almost 80 years old, 300 pounds. Your heart can't take that much of exertion. So he was, he, he died fucking a pocket pussy? Yes. Oh no, no, yeah. that would be the worst. Well, I, maybe the. And be- his wife found him. Oh, his wife found him. Yeah. Oh no. Yep. Fuck. Oh, so what? What do you think? Final call here. Eighty years old. Good or bad? You know, like you went out like that. But I guess, I guess, if your wife found you, that and then it's like, hey man, how did your husband well, die? No, he was fucking yeah. a pocket pussy. You know, um, at that point, you know, I think it'd be a good way to go. You know, after I'm gone, I don't care about what anybody else thinks. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, I guess I guess if you're going to go out, you might as well go out with a literal bang of a, of yeah. a pocket pussy. But uh, Jesus. Uh, and that was, your, that was your first time seeing that? Yeah, so my mother... <laughs> had been uh, running EMS at that time for 30 years and she'd been an ER nurse. I told her this story uh, the day after I got back. She was like, in my 30 years of EMS and my 10 years of working in an ER, that trumps every one of my stories combined. Oh man, that's great. Uh, <laughs> this is, you know what? This is the last call of the night. So that this is perfect. We're literally going to end on killed by fucking a pocket pussy to end the show tonight. All right. <laughs> Dude, I appreciate you being on the show, and thanks for letting me call you on a Sunday. Oh, no problem, man. Hey, I, I love listening to your show and uh, Drinking Bros and Blackhearted and everything, man. I, I really appreciate I, it. And, and, man, we're, we're, grateful, we're grateful for you. Uh, we, we appreciate you listening, seriously. Yeah. All right, man. Have a good night. You too, man. Thank you again. Yep. Bye. Bye. Wow. Uh, death by pocket pussy. That's, as the last call, that's, that's pretty phenomenal. Um, yeah, we're going to, look, we're definitely going to have to do another one of these shows because this, this was fucking epic. Just absolutely epic. Uh, <laughs> with that, we'll get to uh, the revolutionary figure of the day. Um, this one, 
Uh, this one's going to go out to a city. And uh, this is the city of Boston. In 1838, the city of Boston was actually the first one to establish the first American police force. Um, they were the first ones to do it. it. said New York City, followed in uh, 1845, uh, Albany, New York, and then Chicago in, in 1851. Um, so, yeah, uh, the city of Boston. Okay, I, that, that actually doesn't surprise me. I would have said Boston or New York. Um, but, yeah, yeah, Boston makes sense. Uh, I look, hey, I, I appreciate you guys listening. I, I appreciate everyone uh, taking time out of their Sunday nights to, to be on the show. Um, I'm Ross Patterson. This is The Revolution. You guys stay safe out there, and thank you for doing what you do. Uh, we love you. Good night. Good night.